Yeah, that's my old girlfriend Saw her when she walked in Her hair's a little longer But she's still looking stronger than sin No, I don't care if you buy her a drink But she's not the kind of girl you think Cause back when we were loving She thought cowboys were something Now they ain't Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast Episode 276 Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement Back again on Zoom Feeling better than last week The COVID ran through our house But has now been excommunicated out of our house We've kicked it out, we've all recovered Hopefully got this natural immunity on top of the shots And all that stuff, so should be good for a while but yes, we've got returning, new, everything. Kevin, man, how you doing? Good, how about you? I, I didn't know you had COVID. Yes, yes. Well, I appreciate you telling on yourself for not listening to last week's episode. That's all right. <laughs> <You're not listening>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, our, uh, it, it ran through our household like two weeks ago. It was like uh, Friday or Saturday. Jared started getting some symptoms. I got some symptoms. Then it was just basically like headache, some fevers, cough. A little bit of mucus, and my son was asymptomatic, and me and Jared felt like shit. And I think my other, my youngest son had like snot and everything, but finally got through, recovered, knocked it out. So we're ready to rock over here. Good, good to hear you feeling better. Yeah, man. How you doing, Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. Work's been a little crazy. We've been super understaffed. I did. I have somehow completely avoided getting COVID nice. this entire time, but uh, my coworkers, not so much. Yeah. So that kind of ran through the last, I know, we finally been getting everybody back now, so we're not as understaffed as we were, but uh, but other than that, doing good, uh, staying busy, watching nice. all the good NFL games this weekend. Absolutely. I know we'll dabble in that a little bit, but Kevin, I know I texted you earlier, a new card shop, sports hobby yeah. card shop opened up in Cornelius. I stopped by today after my weekly Goodwill hits. I had some time. I forgot Tuesdays at the Goodwill are like the senior discount days. So it was absolutely packed with all the old You're people. You're not quite there yet. Yeah, it, it was. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I, I went in, saw what I needed to see, and I was like, it's too packed, too many, too many gray hairs. I got to dodge around. So then I realized. I remember Jerry told me that card shop opened up right there next to Zapata's and everything, right next to the Goodwill. So I walked in, and man, I didn't realize how expensive everything had gotten. I mean, they had like a couple <laughs> card cases out with your Pokemon and your different stuff, and then. All the sports cards out, like a Lamelo Ball rookie card was eighty bucks, and I was yeah. like, I was like, woo! And I started talking to the guy. He has like a bar set up, and his bar is like the tables I've made, and it's all Hornets cards. Yeah. So his and, and then like people were there like legit trading. He has kids trading nights. A guy walked in with like a locked suitcase, and he was like, "Yo, what are the adult trading nights?" And I was like, "Man, this is a lot more serious than I anticipated." <laughs> Walking through this card shop, so. Well, you remember, you know, through COVID, how difficult it was to find sports cards and all that. But, I mean, the market yeah, went crazy after COVID. I mean, it was already, like, a, a pretty good, you know, business yep. outside if you wanted to do it. But COVID happened and turned everything yeah. upside down. Yeah, it was. So. I mean, he had, he had fresh packs you could buy behind the counter. Uh, I didn't make any purchases. I was just with my son real quick, waiting on the other son to get out of preschool. So, didn't really get a dive into it, but definitely... I know you're a car guy like I am. Go check it out. Dive into that place. It looks pretty sweet. You should get a Lamelo. You should get a nice Lamelo. Pull, I don't know if I can. Away. You know, with two kids away. right now, it's hard to. It's hard uh, to. If I could pull a pack with one in there, you know, but dropping eighty bucks for a Lamelo <laughs> card right now just doesn't seem like to be the smartest thing in my. For uh, college. That's true. Yeah, you could. You're right. You could could sign off. That's why I got all these video <laughs> game systems down here. That's my little yeah. stock market down here. The old school video game. So. All right, well, Kevin, where can you be found on social medias if you want to be found? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's uh, Crazy for Cleveland. It's C-R-Z-Y, the number four, and Cleveland. Nice. And Duval, back again, man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I can't complain. The snow's finally gone. So yeah. <laughs> I've been able to kind of, you know me, as, as, a, as a runner, it's been kind of tough, man. You should have seen me trying to run up and down the mean streets of Charlotte, just <laughs> trying to not fall. But, um. I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't complain. I'm going to have to ask you some of your expertise as far as Goodwill, man, because I'm looking for some golf clubs, but I don't want to spend a whole lot of money. So the next time you go through and you see something that's, you know, piques your eyes, you're like, you know what, the ball might be able to yeah. handle these. Just, you know, 
don't feel free to kind of just shoot me a little message. I will. And it's funny because they're like, they're pretty, it's funny you brought that up because I've been building Cheeks' set. So okay. uh, back uh, this summer, we went to Paul Gorman's bachelor party and Paul actually had got, Paul owed Cheeks some money years ago and to pay him back, he just gave him a set of clubs, of golf clubs. Okay. And they were already okay. like, a, they were already a Goodwill set, but his bag was all tore up. He was missing like five or six clubs. So I'm like, all right, when I got him, I was like, he obviously couldn't take him with him back to Texas. So I was like, Cheeks, I'll hold on to you. Keep him up in my garage. No worries. When you come into town, we can play. And I've been yeah. slowly adding to his set. I found, like, some old Kansas City Chiefs uh, club head covers that I put oh, on man. there for him. I found him a new bag. It was funny. I bought this bag, and in the in the pockets of it were, like, the coupons that they hand out to go to the strip club. It was, like, $5 off. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, someone must have got a new bag and just took this bag back to the Goodwill. Got it for five dollars because you know, and it's been adding a couple different irons and, and clubs to his mix. But yeah. now that you know, I'll definitely be on the lookout and see if there's something uh, that you might pique your interest for. I think that's a good way to start without spending too much money if you're just dabbling into it. Right, absolutely. And uh, if, if you're looking for me, it's Bride versus Duval on Twitter. Just Duval on Instagram. All right, nice. And for me, JRL Nation Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on fa- Facebook. You can find our podcast on. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff, wherever you're listening to podcasts. And then, of course, subscribe to our YouTube. We just dropped our 40-ounce Beerio cart that me, Cheeks, Jeeves, Jerry, and Rebecca did. That was a doozy. I probably will not do that again because that was a lot of beer in about a total of eight minutes. But it's pretty funny. Jeeves went on an epic Jeeves drunken rant in the middle of it because he was just mad that I was winning, but it's just a hilarious Jeeves, angry, not really angry, drunken rant. So if you get a chance, subscribe to that. Or watch Kevin and Duvall play Eggnoggio Kart. And Duvall went on an epic rant, blaming yeah. Kevin for bringing, bringing the eggnog. <laughs> so, and, and Duvall, I don't know if I told you, I texted Kevin the creamery of that specialty eggnog that Kevin brought. I tagged him in the post, and they actually liked the post on Instagram. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if they appreciated okay. us. You completely destroying their product, but you know it was. <laughs> but yeah, hey, as long as, long as hey, listen, no, no, no press is bad press. That's, that's right. <laughs> they, they like it. They like it. Hey, that's fine so, with me. All right, for our guest tonight, we have got a first timer, but I've known him for a couple years now through the Nathan Schaefer, Jake Willis, Grapevine. He's worked at a bunch of different from No Doubt to Coca Cola and all that good stuff. It was time to finally get him on the podcast. Chad, man, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. So, tell everybody who may not know who you are just about yourself. I'm just a country boy that <laughs> likes to turn wrenches. That's about it. I uh, I work I work for Coca Cola currently. Okay. I uh, I left I left Coca Cola a couple years ago. I I've been in the bottling or the uh, beverage industry for probably about back when I lived in Atlanta, probably about 13 years now. Okay. And uh, came up here. First was building cappers in Atlanta. Came up here, got a job at Coke, just doing the normal grind. Yeah. Left there, went to Noda, helped them build out their new facility, which is the North End. So I started out at the OG, yeah. and uh, then they got the new canning line and helped install that and everything, and then just needed a change. <laughs> so ended up back at Coke, and then I still go to Noda, uh, help them out every once in a while when they have some issues, and uh I've been in Southern Strain. My neighbor, uh, my old neighbor, he used to, uh, he's uh, Bart Roberts. He's one of the uh, owners of Southern Strain. Yeah. So I go over there every once in a blue moon. I think, well, they've been open, what, two years now coming yeah. up? Yeah. And I've probably been once a year just to give a hand if they need something, if yeah. they got an issue or something. And But now now I'm back at Coca-Cola, and that's about it. Nice. So if I were, did, did you actually go out to Colorado and work out? in Colorado for a little bit on Coca-Cola? No, no. I, uh, it's always, it's always been Charlotte. I went up to, uh, I went up to Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, when I was working at Noda and I actually did the brewers, it was like, it's called like the master brewers association packaging course. Spent two weeks up there. Okay. Went to Miller Coors. Okay. Um, was in their plant for a day. Okay. Uh, and then that's that's about it. And then hit a bunch of little micro breweries, small small breweries like Noda, O and B, but in, in uh, up in, in Wisconsin. Okay. So did a two week, I guess, tour okay. up there, if you want to say. Okay. Now you mentioned turning wrenches. I got a, a funny story for you. Recently, these past couple months, my truck 
wasn't turning over. And so mm-hmm. I had to get it towed one time. It, when it got towed to a spot, they're like, oh, we, we couldn't find anything wrong with it. I'm like, they're like, it, it cranked right up for us. Okay. Well, that's weird. Anyway, so a couple months ago, this was back at like end of November. Months go by, no issues. I'm trying to figure out, uh, is it the, if I was sitting at a weird angle, is the gas, if it was cold. Anyway, just the other day, I was at Walmart. Same thing, I came back out with my groceries, wouldn't turn over. My dad finally comes up. I've called the tow truck. We start looking and figure out, it's not my battery, it's not this and that. We start looking at the fuse panel. My fuel pump fuse panel, the, that guy of a 2013 F-150 has a problem with burning and melting that fuse. So we literally, speaking of turning wrenches, we literally, well, this wasn't turning wrenches, but went inside the Walmart, bought a fuse pack, came out, put the 20 fuse in there, and then all of a sudden it turned right over. So that's about as turning wrenches as I can get. I appreciate my dad coming out and helping us because we really had the tow truck on the way, and I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be it. I had just gotten, just dropped 700 on it actually a couple weeks before because of my, uh, what was it, carburetor, the clips, I guess, Ford made plastic clips in 2013, and just, you know, after eight years, they're going to break, you know, so yeah. so they can get your money again. That's how the cars do and stuff like that. <laughs> so I was like, man, I just dropped a cool 700 two weeks ago. Now I'm thinking, good Lord, what else is going to happen? So, But it was only a $3.95 fix with a fuse, so. So so being the mechanic here, I'm thinking, what's causing it to, to burn the fuses? Least, me, it makes me believe that something in the fuel pump is shorting out. Okay. Which is causing an overload, which is burning up your fuses. Okay. It could, or, or, or it could just be a broke wire. Okay. You know, broke okay. wire somewhere, and it's just touching and arcing, and it'll so, pop a fuse in a heartbeat. Yeah, as we were walking through the Walmart, my dad, you know, I'm sure you do it as a mechanic yourself. YouTube's been fantastic. It helps you. Uh, hey. I'm a certified YouTube mechanic. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've used YouTube to change out toilets in the house, fix things in the house, yeah. fix car parts or whatever. And so he's pulled up the YouTube, and I guess that's where he saw where there was a guy who had the same thing, 2013 F-150. The, you know, he, they thought he changed his fuel pump. It worked for like a month, and then it was like, he was like, well, okay, I've got a new fuel pump. Then he finally went to the fuse box, and his fuse, it had melted. So it was wild because that thing was... It was obviously melting, but it's just wild to me how it was still working and slowly melting. And it was like, like I said, from November till yesterday, it was working fine all through the, you know, Christmas break, all through the new year. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it cranked up in my driveway to go to Walmart. And then as I went in and got my stuff, it it did it again. So it was real funky how it can work for a little bit. But then all of a sudden, it's like, nope, not going to do it anymore. Probably just vibration, finally making a contact and then loses. Yeah. Loses its contact and says nope. So with that, and you're without obviously having to go too deep into it, would that just be something every while just pop my hood and just look at that fuse and make sure it's not melting again? Yeah, I, I maybe once a month look at it. Okay. And then, but to be honest, you know what it is now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you could true. you could just you could just you know it doesn't work. Oh shit, fuse. Yeah. Pop a new fuse in. Yep. Or probably save you. You know, you could do that every once in a while till you're fuel pump or whatever actually goes decides to go out yeah and then you don't have to come off you know six seven thousand dollars whatever it is to drop a fuel tank these <laughs> yeah, days. Exactly. absolutely all right so you do you you create riches i remember sitting around you know drinking beers with you and jake and you guys are all jake always had a ton of cars he was working on you were working on cars as well what would be your favorite car or truck that you've worked on so far in your hobby time well i just i just I just got a, a 2002 F350 dual. Okay. So, wow. uh, so Kelly Kelly's uncle left that for me. He, on sad story, he passed away and left that for me. Okay. And I've uh, I've been doing some little things to it here and there, and it's got the 73 diesel. Woo. So I, 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 that's my new that's my new. Uh, I'm having real real fun with that, and then. I got my granddad's truck, which is in the pieces. <laughs> so I, just, I, uh, I, t- I T-boned somebody about two years ago, and then I'm that guy that you take something off, and you're like, well, I'm here. It's easier to do this, so yep. let's do that. And then you get into it, and it's like, yep. oh, look, I'm here. Let's do this. Yep. So it's been sitting with no front end on it for about two years now. So, <laughs> so okay. I, I, got, I got a couple projects. but Nice. But, yeah, I'd have, I'd have to say between the two trucks of mine, 
Okay. But right now, right now, the the the, the diesel, just because it's newer, yeah. it's new to me. Yeah. You know. And is the so ultimate to get it up to par. is the ultimate goal to fix it up and then drive it for a little bit and then sell it. I know those dualies can be like a, a rare kind of find. People like well, want that, them or. That, well, that seven three. That's that's the best. My opinion, and you can ask anybody. That seven three diesel motor is yeah. the best that Ford's ever made. Okay, uh, and it's only got one hundred forty thousand miles on it. So, Ooh, yeah. uh, and th- those motors go for five hundred thousand miles. So, uh, Ooh, as long yeah. as you take care of it. So, it, it was a New Jersey car truck there for a while. Uh, so it's got a little bit of rust and stuff. But I mean, I during the snowstorm, yeah, put it in four wheel drive, and I was driving it. I drive it once a week just to keep yep. everything lubed up and but uh that's gonna be one of those things where i just i just keep it yeah oh no yeah it's all it's, it's always good you know i just got a regular old f-150 it's i think just having a truck is just you can take stuff to the junkyard you can pick up stuff like you just to me i'll never not have a truck at some point in my exactly. life exactly exactly and i tell everybody like i had a buddy the other day, he was like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm gonna get rid of my classic 90, 1994 Toyota Camry." And I'm like, "Well, hold on, that's not a classic. <laughs> yeah, it's not- I know you're gonna want twenty. You're gonna want twenty thousand dollars for it because it's, you know what you got with a 94 Toyota." <laughs> but uh, he's like, "Should I trade in?" He has a jacked up truck as well. And he's yeah. like, "Should I trade it in?" I said, "Man, uh, yeah. always keep a truck. You always need a truck. Yes. You never know. You never know. Just, just you know, you go to Lowe's and you say, oh, I'm gonna, you know.'" Yep. Or you do the kitchen, you can get the vanity right there. Yep. Hold in the back. Let's roll. Yes. Screw all these delivery fees. So always, oh, yeah. I'm with you, man. Always have a truck. Always have a truck. Yes, I, uh, I'm getting mulch like for your house. Just going up to the yeah. spot and getting the, them to just dump a barrel, a load into your truck and taking it back is so much easier than buying the 35 bags of mulch at Lowe's. Even though we were doing that for a little bit, then we were like, all right, let's just go up to the little spot, the mulch spot up here and have them dump a, yeah. a, a truckload in there and just... You know, shovel yeah. it out the back as you do it. And like you said, picking up stuff, going to Lowe's, you're like, oh, wait, that's on sale? I've been looking for a refrigerator. They're running this thing yeah. 50% off. i got the truck. Let's just let's get it now. So and then so you, many you, times. What you do is you just go to the hardware section, get a hammer, put another dent in it, and they take another yeah. 20% <laughs> yeah. off. <laughs> that's absolutely right. That's absolutely correct. So Yeah, so I, I just got one for you. So so you spoke, you spoke on your granddad's uh, truck. So is that going to be your biggest challenge for the year, not only this year, but the years to come to kind of really kind of re not necessarily reinvent it, but kind of bring it back to life? Yeah, I think, um, I think that's the goal. So I, uh, I used to work second shift on, uh, at Coca-Cola. So it was like two in the afternoon to 10 30 at night. Yeah. So I actually just got on first shift. This is my second week. So now I do like uh five 30 in the morning too. So I now, for me, second shift sucked because okay. I would get into a project and right when you get into the groove and you get everything set up and, you know, I'm looking at the clock and it's like, oh, I only got an hour, hour left. So that's why it's taken so long because I like as soon as I start, I feel like I got to clean up. Yeah. So with being now that I have more time, um, essentially with uh, working first, getting up earlier and getting done at two o'clock in the afternoon, I feel like I'll be able to get it done. I re- all I need really is a day, a day maybe two, and it's it'll be okay. back together. Nice. So, but yeah, I, I feel like that's going to be the biggest, the biggest project. That's my biggest project this year, for me. Now the wife, she might want hardwoods or something. <laughs> who knows? So, you know, you never, right. you never know. She she's been she's been harping on me about putting new floors down and tearing up floors. So, you know, she's ready for a change. So, Any- my biggest project, the truck. Yeah. Her biggest project. Oh. Yeah, and anytime you start tearing up floors, it's it's always that it seems easier said than done because you tear some up, yeah. and all of a sudden you might see a little bit of rot over here. This and you're like, oh, now we got to yeah. get new, you know, new secondary floor, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's just how it goes. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's probably my biggest project okay. this year. Now, also, I remember you were a big fish guy, like you had yes. aquariums and tanks and everything oh, yeah. that were like. It was wild. I remember seeing your Facebook posts or Instagram posts where you had all different kinds of stuff. Now, and then I know you had a daughter. You got married as well, all that good stuff. Yeah. Did that Did that take a like a backseat? You know, because I know you had to reorder your stuff. Like, I know the trucks are still there. Obviously, your wife and kid, yeah. job. But I remember you kind of no, didn't no have to get... No more tanks. Yeah, no more tanks. No so more. Had, okay. No. So, look, 
I, I'm itching for one. Yeah. But we gotta move. We gotta move first because okay. me, I'm I'm go big or go home. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm six four, three hundred pound. I'm a big dude, so everything I do is big. So, it's, so, so we we uh, I've been itching. So actually, that big fish tank that you're referring to was about six. It was six foot long and everything. That's where the crib's at now. So. Ah, uh, no. Sacrifices. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so uh, but she she's totally on board with, you know, the new house, new tank. Yeah. So now now take so that, us back because I actually went down a rabbit hole years ago of watching like fish YouTube of people in Florida who have pool aquariums in their backyard because in Florida you can do whatever. Crazy. And they release and people Crazy. people have pets and then they release them in the in the local freshwater ponds and then they grow big and they've got like fish from like uh the amazon out there like the red tail yeah. catfish they have the piranhas yeah, all these invasive species yeah so where did it where did the love of the aquarium start for you and then where did it kind of get going because like i said you had that big old you had some didn't you have some stingrays in there and yeah i had i had, I had some freshwater stingray freshwater stingrays flown in and i would pick them up at the cargo on at the airport wow. uh that that tank was 220 gallons. I had a 540 gallon in the garage. Woo! That thing that thing that thing was eight foot long and three and a half foot deep. I actually was when I first got it, I was resealing it. Yeah. And I was I'm I'm six four, 300 pounds. I was actually laying in it and still had room. And my wife took a picture. Oh wow! And that thing made me look tiny. <laughs> so so uh, where did where did that uh, start of you the love of fish tanks? My dad had a 55-gallon fish tank when I was little. Okay. And my parents said when I could barely walk, I would pull over the chair and just sit in front of it. That, yeah. They didn't need a babysitter. <laughs> they just had to put me in front of the fish tank with a pacifier, and I was set. They said I would sit there for hours. So I get I, – my dad. Yeah. And my, my grandfather, he was a he was a fisherman. Okay. Every day, if he had a, a second to spare, he was bass fishing. Okay. So – so I guess there's a little bit of love. He likes to catch them. I like to go fish every once in a while, but I like to keep. Them, so. Yeah. So, so that, that's that's where that's where it started. Okay. So then, what would you got those two? You had those two huge ones, and obviously life mm-hmm. got away. But at the time, you had the stingrays. What was your most prized possession of the fish that you had in there? The stingrays. The stingrays. Okay. I had. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of money in those things. <laughs> What was yeah. just for curiosity's sake? What was the price point on those? One female, because I was trying to breed them. Yeah. One female cost me fourteen hundred dollars. Wow. Wow. I had uh, I had eight of them. Wow. Dang. So, so, but you know, as, as I started getting all these um, networking and all these friends, and the more you buy, hey, I had this pop up. I need to unload it. <laughs> Some of them I got for six hundred dollars. Yeah. For so anywhere from six hundred, the most I've spent was fourteen hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, because that seems to and be that was like the dream, the dream fish for me. Okay. So is that when you get back to it, new house, everything gets settled in, you get your projects kind of squared away? Is that kind of up on the top of the list to get that? Do you have a tank already picked out in the Amazon bin, or what's the? <laughs> <laughs> well, Amazon won't do they deliver, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, <Amazon> okay. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, eventually, uh, eventually, uh, uh, it'd probably be. I want to get three hundred to five hundred gallon, wow. and then do. I, I don't want to do, you know, as many tanks as I had before trying to breed all this. I just want to. Yeah. I got kind of burnt out trying okay. to breed them and sell them and then drop them off at the airport. I've got stingrays all over the country <laughs> that I've shipped out. To yeah. People. So. Uh, <laughs> So it's uh, one of those, I just want to get like maybe a trio, two females, one male, yeah. let him be the stud, do his thing if he has, you know, whatever, and then just enjoy it. Yeah. So that that's what I'm leaning to okay. more so right now. Okay, so what so do you like? I, I, Go ahead. I, 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 just, I just got burnt out. Yeah. Go ahead, Duval. Yes. So... I'm I'm curious. I mean, I like fish. I watch Shark Week. That's about as far as I go. <laughs> um, but but my question is, is so since you had stingrays, did you have sharks and other fish in there? And I'm sure you did the research to know, like, okay, I can't put certain ones in here because they're gonna eat them. 
But like, how did you kind of like counter that and keep everybody as one big family? So I didn't have any sharks because I was freshwater. So my stingrays are like from the Amazon. Mm -hmm. So they weren't they like, and a lot of people don't know that there's actually freshwater stingrays. Mm -hmm. My wife's dad was like, they make freshwater stingrays. No, they don't make them. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like they're in a lab. Yeah. But uh, it's very they're they're rare and they're they're becoming more in the hobby. But uh, I had a I had what you'd call a predator tank. It was like the stingrays, they're a predator because they'll eat other fish. They'll eat crawfish, shrimp. They're, they're, they like meat. Um, so I had other fish that were predators as well. And I guess my second fish is called the arowana. It's like yeah. marijuana, but arowana. Those are and, those uh, expensive, they're expensive fish, yeah. They're, they're, about 70, they're about $75 for a basic silver, yeah. and then they go up from there. Yeah. But uh they, they get like four foot long. I mean, they're huge. They get huge. But uh, I was just, I just always been a predator. My dad had Oscars, and it was just something little. He'd, put a, he'd go to the pet store, get a bag of feeder goldfish, and throw them in, and they'd all go crazy. And then I was hooked. So, <laughs> But uh, a lot of research. Yeah. A lot of research to figure out the, what's compatible. So most likely, if you have a fish that you know is going to be a big predator, as long as it can, if it can fit something in its mouth, it's going to eat. So that's mm-hmm. you got to keep that. So most of the time, yeah, they might show some aggression, but if they can't fit it in their mouth, they're not going to eat it. They might pick on it and beat it up to where it's, you know, looks like it just got out of the, the ring with, uh, you know, Conor McGregor or something, but it, it won't eat it. But if it can fit okay. in its mouth, it's, it's gone. Yeah, I got, I, like I said, I got deep down in that, that Florida – YouTube fishing channel of people with, I mean, they have, it's wild the stuff on there and people who have 10 to 12 tanks, small tanks. And then like they, they buy those pools at Walmart that you would put yeah. in your backyard and they would just go out to the freshwater ponds and catch. Sometimes it, people release arowanas or whatever. And they yeah. have them in these backyard pool. Yeah, wow. the, the peak, the peacock bass down there. Yes. Going. The peacock bass, the Oscars. Look, there was one point I was I went down to uh, Florida to the Coke plant, yeah. and we were talking about transferring. And I'm like, "This is heaven. I can do the pool thing. <laughs> yeah. I can do everything. I don't, even, Kelly. I don't even have to have a tank in the house. I yep. can just do a pool outside. Yep. And I can I can just go fish for it. I was so excited. That was like one of the big things. Yep. Tell you what, it's just, it's just too damn hot down there. It is hot. <laughs> it's, it's a nice place to visit, but yes. I don't yeah. know if I could live there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's humidity. I, I, you know, I'm from eastern North Carolina, and the humidity there kills me. Just going down there that close to the equator, it's just, <laughs> no. Yeah, because it would be wild. Like they, you know, there was one episode I catch them. They caught like an albino peacock bass, and then they'd go yeah. to this place, and you know, like they say, we could sell this thing for twelve hundred dollars. Or we could just yeah. put it on display at this like they'd go to this predatory fins place that's down there in Florida that that they were yeah. that they would sell all these rod, fish at rod rod. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that's know what, all about them. Yeah. All, you're probably watching Monster Mike. Yep, oh yeah. Monster Mike. Uh, they're the ones catch you, all they're using is white white wonder bread to yep. catch these yes. fish. Wow. Yes. The uh, catch catch them all fishing who's got like three million yeah. subscribers down there and, yeah. and and he built a house and he had a pool in the backyard of his house. He built like a deck pond with stuff yeah. from Lowe's and had this like waterfall pond. He was breeding fish, and then it'd be what. Then he had like stuff over at his mom's house where he had built uh, aquariums and stuff. And that was their one. He talked about the arowana. He had, he had like a silver arowana, and yeah. a papaya like had fallen into his outdoor tank, and the arowana ate it and it choked on the papaya seed. And it, you know, he went through a whole thing like eight hundred dollar fish dead and. All that kind of yeah. stuff. So it was always wild watching just the different things and then breeding. And, and like you said, in Florida, you can do whatever. Like, you yeah. can go and kill. Like, iguanas are now invasive, and they fall out of oh, the yeah. trees when the temperature drops. And you can literally hunt them and kill them and make money off of just hunting iguanas. Yeah, it's like oh. uh, in the, the, the Burmese python. Yep. They're now, you get paid to kill them now. Yep. It's like, it's like uh, within... Four foot, you get ten dollars a foot, yep. and then anything over that, you get a minimum of ten dollars, uh, forty dollars, and then anything out that, it just it doubles. And then if they got eggs, just because they're going crazy, they're eating everything. Yeah, yeah. So the big, the big thing that I've seen now, as far as invasive species, is the algae eaters. The, the 
Oh yeah, um, yeah, the sucker fish or yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. The little al- the algae is because they're, they're eating all the vegetation and yeah. they have no predators. Yeah. So yeah, I was so ready to move down there and do it. <laughs> so ready. <laughs> nice. So back to uh, like the the bottle and stuff. So what exactly do you do, or what did you do for Coca Cola and Noda, and their aspects like? That we like, okay, we would understand kind of, are you bottling stuff? Are you helping design stuff? Are you working on the machinery that does that? So, so at Coke, at Coke, I, the plant that here in Charlotte, we actually bottle. So it's like, you got empty bottles come in on a pallet. You got, you know, a 10 foot tall pallet. It's just layers and layers of bottles and cans. Yep. Uh, I wasn't canning, just moved to bottling just because okay. that's where the first shift spot was open. Um, and then we go for the whole process of cleaning the bottles, filling the bottles, putting caps on it, putting a label, packaging it the way it needs to, the palletizing, putting it on a truck out the door. So all that, all those conveyor belts, all that machinery, fillers, seamers, packers, labelers, everything I, I work on. Okay. So, uh, if it breaks, they call me, I go and fix it. As far as Noda. Noda's big thing when they brought me on is because they were still at the OG location. And then they brought me on because uh, I had so much experience with big industrial high-speed production. So they brought me on and then I helped. I don't want to say they had the plan of the new building and everything and build out and I just helped get it to where it needed to be as far as like for... If you go to Noda, uh, North End, all their tank, you take the brewery tour, all their brights, all their fermenters, there's black glycol pipe going all the way around with all these drops. I installed all that. Okay. I installed all that into the chiller, into the uh, to the return. I plumbed all the, uh, put all the valves in, plumbed everything. Uh, they've got a, I was there, I was there a couple weeks ago when you actually reached out to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they've added a lot more tanks since then. But uh, we even I even went as far as placing machinery in place, bringing they got bought the tanks, brought the tanks, set the tanks up, plumbed them, wired them. I did a little bit of everything. My main thing was getting the production line up to par because they got a brand new filler, brand new packer, um, everything was brand new. Yeah, brand spanking new. So uh, and then they actually also had a little mobile canning line so they used to have another company a third party company or another company sit there and they would come in unload their little mini inline five filler can head which most breweries around here use yeah uh, just because it's cost effective you pay them a a flat rate or fee or whatever and you don't you're not liable for you know 200 300 Hell, right now, the way everything's going, five hundred thousand dollars worth of machinery, of yeah. a little, a little compact line like that. So, and plus, if you're a new brewery opening up, you don't want to spend, you know, yeah. two million dollars on on machinery. You yeah. don't know if you're gonna make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially, especially with breweries popping up. I think, uh, I think a couple years ago, it was a, there's a new brewery opening up every day in the country. Yeah, in the United States of wow. America, there's a new brewery every day. So. But I was brought in to help get that up to par and get it running, and it was it was great. Um, it was we we put some beer out. They yeah. just got a brand new KHS filler, which is like top of the line, which I'm super happy for. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So they they can like double. They can they can almost double their their production of filling 16 ounce cans. Nice. So. So they, they still have their little cast line or little they have a little that's. They went and bought their other. They bought a uh, that mobile line, and we would take it back and forth because sometimes we had barrel aged stuff. Yeah. Then we'd have to come over here if something was down or whatever. But, but yeah, that was my big big part of it. Was yeah, because you're helping. you're on the mural there at that the yeah. the second location, not the OG, but the second location yeah. they opened up. You're in that. They mural. just painted over that too. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, what what was the reason for painting over it? Uh, I don't think anybody, except the owners. I don't no one was left. There. <laughs> no <laughs> one there. Who, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, 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 there's still quite a few. I, you know, yeah. it's just like anything. Any, everybody needs you know, change it up. Change, yeah. Uh, who, 
I don't tell you how many times I painted the walls in this house. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, you know, you were at Coke, then Noda, then Coke. What kind of brought you back to Coke to sit there? Well, they had been in the talks. They had some other plans. They reached out to me, and they made an offer. They yep. made an offer. I couldn't – and, you know, with Noda, they – uh, I was so used to running – Nonstop, and yeah. you know, once we got up to running and everything, they the, they only do now. Now they're full force because yeah. now they got all of North Carolina, all of South Carolina. Yeah. So they're, if if I'm not mistaken, they're running production almost every day, and that's yeah. uh, no no but no brewery deserves it more than them. Yeah. Todd mm-hmm. and Susie were amazing. They, they still are. Uh, they nothing but great. But uh, the coach just reached reached back out to me and said, uh, hey. Would you come back? What would it take? And I threw a number out, and a high number, and it's kind of shocked. And it's yeah. okay. Hey, that's hey, that's all you can ask for, right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you you just like you said you just started second shift for two weeks? Or is this the first shift, shift? First shift. Excuse me. Is this the shift yeah. you want to be on? Oh yeah. yeah. I'm a I'm a early bird. Get in, get out. I, I mean, you. I'm I'm home at two thirty. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I get it sucks. I get up at four o'clock in the yeah. morning. Yeah. But uh, I get there at five thirty. Get the line up and running. But uh, get all the machines started up. But it's uh, it's great to be home instead of not being home at night. Yeah. You know? That's definitely yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I worked a, a second shift way better. Way better than third shift. Yeah. What's what's third what? shift like? Ten, ten to six. <sighs> ten at night to six. Yeah. yeah. They they had me do that for a little bit and they they put me on suicide watch real fast. I couldn't do it. Fast. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I had my I had my neighbor uh, living up here. He got same thing when COVID kind of hit. And they were moving people around and he was working that that third shift. And I remember he seeing him at different times and he was just like they keep promising me they're gonna hire somebody else, but here I am. But they were paying him like triple time. So to make up for him working that, but either way, yeah. even you know, there's so only so much money before you can just you go insane because you just can't operate. So, yeah. But all right, so you're on that. That I mean, that's like I said, getting home at two thirty, you see the kid, see the wife when she yeah. gets home, all that good stuff. So that does make for a little a, a little just, better life. It's more it's more of a family man schedule. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. All right, Duval. I know you have, you got something else in there hidden. You want to ask? <laughs> Um, I, I guess, uh, I guess from a from a from a fish standpoint, as somebody that doesn't even have a goldfish, <laughs> um, and I don't at no point want to go to the same degree that you do. But if I wanted to do something small, I got a little house here, um, not take up too much space, just a couple of fish that are just simple, kind of simple, simple starter. Feeds lakes every once in a while, and you're done. Yeah, there, there you go. But I, I wanted to be a little bit bigger than betas, uh, which I don't have a problem. I like beta fish, but those were, I mean, I had them, I was in college and a little after college. So I guess a little bit bigger than beta fish, but nothing nearly as something that is the size of my living room. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you can do any community fish. They make, the, well, they don't make, there it goes. <laughs> like my wife's <laughs> they have, they have, there are, uh, little little community fish. They don't get bigger than you know two inches. There's something out there now that's like uh, nano tanks, and it's like you can get a two gallon tank, and it's like self sustainable, and it's ridiculous. It's, it's no, not me, but uh, it's a. Uh, I would you know I I started out when I got my own tank, um, a ten gallon tank. Yeah. Started out with a ten gallon, and then I bit hard on it. And it it, well, the hobby bit me hard, and the next thing I know, I got a, went from a ten to a one twenty or two twenty or one twenty five to a two hundred to a five forty. So, it's all it's uh, it's all in what you want. Like, with, you can do a ten gallon tank with a couple small angelfish or tetras or whatever, and mm-hmm. feed them here and there. I would say any kind of tetra, and you're yeah. you're good. Do a water thirty percent, twenty percent water change once a month, and that's it. Yeah. Where uh, where did you buy your tanks, or, or I guess if you had to recommend people if they were trying to get into it, like where or even fish as well. I know you said, yeah, I'm sure you dealt with a lot of people like online and stuff like that. But what uh, what would you recommend for that? I guess locally, locally upscale yeah. aquatics. 
uh, locally upscale, upscale aquatics, uh, Matt Messer. He owns it. He's a good friend of mine. I actually met him on Craigslist. Because Craigslist, you can big tanks cheap. <laughs> I mean, you're talking, you're talking, you do it, you do it, you know. So the, the 500 gallon fish tank that I had, brand new, because it had like a special glass that had low iron in it. Because when you get to a certain thickness of glass, you get that iron and it gives that green tinge to it. So it's called Starfire glass, which is super clear. So that's, that's low iron. That tank, brand new, is $25,000. So, I got it for thousand right. when the guy oh, was right. trying to unload it. Yeah. So, right. so Cra- Craigslist, Craigslist, you can get big tanks or any you know monster. There's all kinds of forms and everything, but you can you can get a big tank cheap, uh, just because people you know they have kids, they got to unload or they're moving, they got to just unload everything. And uh, but as far as getting fish um, locally, upscale aquatics, that place is awesome. I help him build it out, uh, his mm-hmm. location. Uh, I actually still have a key to his place, even though I haven't worked there in five years. <laughs> I, uh, I, I go in, I go in probably, but he knows, he knows I'm the guy that, you know, when he's in a pickle, he's out like, he's, he's called me a couple of times where he's had some tanks split, the seams are split. And I've gone in there before work and before anybody else is there, open the door and I go and fix the tank. So I don't Wait, just fix Are you robots. talking, are you talking about the one in Huntersville? Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Right, right in that parking lot. Yes. Of, uh, food line. Yeah, Duval. It's where that food line, that Taco Bell is. Yep. Exactly. Oh, oh I know where that is. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, right across, where, where right across from Cookout. Yeah. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. There's one. It's it's because when you said that, it's in the corner. I, yes, I remembered it because my parents have like a 60 gallon tank at their house, and mm-hmm. like the fish were dying off. You know, we all went to college and. You know, then they would keep it up a little bit, but then the fish would die out and they couldn't. So for like a couple years in a row, if, when it was my mom or dad's birthday, I'd go and buy a couple fish for them to put in the tank. So I'd buy some of the the new, what were those, the neon, like they, they neon, neon tetras. The neon tetras, they're neon and everybody else. They put the out. black light on them yes. and they glow. All they're <laughs> oh, doing, damn. look, yep. now that's a fish they make. Yes, that now is a fish, that is a fish they make, yes. <laughs> they, they, inject, they inject them with dye. Yep. So I would buy some of those, and I actually, it's funny you brought that up, Kevin, that question, because those fish are still alive, I f- and you know, instead mm. of going to the PetSmart, I feel like sometimes you can strike at, strike it good and get a good fish from a PetSmart or a Petco, but the ones at Upscale are still kicking, and it's been like three years, and they get the yeah. regular treatment, but, and we also got some of the, like the Mollies, like my mom loved the Mickey Mouse Molly fish, they had like the yeah. Mickey, you know, all that kind of stuff, because um, I remember, I, I, again, I was... I remember saying about the same age in high school, getting a ten gallon and having a couple of the zebra Danios, a couple of the yep. the rainbow. See, uh, look, you're a fish nerd. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> I just what what hurt me was I hated the cleaning aspect of it all. I just yeah. got too lazy with the cleaning. Look, you got to do it right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, don't don't cheat. Look, I had it to the point because my big tank, <clears throat> it was so a stingray produces 10 times more waste and ammonia than a regular fish. Wow. So at a stingray, you're constantly doing water changes. So I got to the point, got on that YouTube certified mechanic website. <laughs> yeah. I got to the point where I said, I'm done doing water changes. Yep. So I tapped into my main water line, tapped into my main water line, because my tank, it didn't have hang on the back filters. Now, mm-hmm. when I do a tank, I want it to be like if you go to an aquarium, yep. you don't see heaters, wires, okay. every, you just see fish. So everything is built underneath with a sump. So I had a, so with my 225, I had a 75-gallon tank underneath of it with all the filter, plumbing, wow. heaters, and it would cycle up and down. So what I did was I tapped into my hard water uh, or my house main line, yep. drilled through the through the roof, or I mean not roof, the uh, the floor, had to go through a carbon filter and it would drip water. It would drip about two gallons of water in the in the sump every hour. Yeah. I drilled I drilled through the tank and then had it going back so when the water got to a certain level, it would actually drain outside into the garden. Never had to do water changes again. Wow. It always stayed. It always stayed. So I was doing essentially every day in a twenty four hour period, I was doing forty eight gallons every day for and I'd I'd go in and do a Every six months, I'd go and do about a 45% water change, and that was it. Oh, yeah. And I just had the little algae scrap. So it took all the work away. 
Yeah. But that's for you. That's for the hardcore. You got a ten gallon. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I said, I, I love fish tanks. I just got to the point, like, just cleaning it. And now, like, with kids and stuff, until they ask for it and they can take responsibility. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. love, I mean, like you said, just sitting down and sitting in front of it. It's like a TV screen, just watching them swim, yeah. all that kind of stuff was always cool. It's always a good little it, hobby. It, it was crazy because, like, I met Matt off Craigslist because I bought a sunk from him. Yeah. And uh, then became real good friends with him. I went over to his house, uh, and in his living room, he had, TV here, and he had a 180-gallon reef tank, saltwater reef tank, right next to it. We were watching a college football game. We ended up watching more of the fish than the college game because you, you look at it, and then you just like you just get mesmerized. Yeah, it's like you yeah. just hypnotized, and it's just like that. It to me, it's living art, especially with the reef tank and yeah. the colors. His reef tank was just his coral. He had he looked like he went to the Great Barrier Reef, cut a section out, put it in his living. Wow. Wow, that's, cool. that's cool. Yeah, there you go, Duvall. So just and if you want me to look, sometimes I just saw at the Goodwill I was hitting, you'll find people will drop off tanks, little ten, twenty gallons there. So you know, I'll take yeah. I'll take I, a picture I, next time for you, Duvall. See if you see your price please range. Do. Please you, do. Don't, you don't know how many fifty-five gallon tanks I bought for thirty dollars at Goodwill. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's that's a two hundred dollar tank, brand new, minimum. Yep. Yeah. You know, you know what I've, I've come to uh, – I got Jerry in a years ago, like a leopard gecko. And those mm-hmm. things have been really fun because talk about just easy. Like you got to clean – they poop in the same spot, but you don't have to clean it, you know, once every couple months. You feed them some crickets. It's really cool to watch like my four-year-old now watch when we put the crickets in and have him like hunt them down and get the crickets and everything. But those are something where I would like to get – we have like a 10-gallon. If you got like a 50-gallon and put like five or six in there – and let them rot because yeah. I think they're super easy. Not too much cleaning because that's my only thing. As we've been talking about cleaning, I mean, unless you have a setup like you, that's a fantastic setup where it's automatic clean. But yeah, man, it's, it's fun, fun little hobbies. Hey, man, I want to get rid of my dogs. I don't want to clean nothing. That's, <laughs> that's <still> the <laughs> yeah. I know that's what everybody keeps asking. Hey, man, we y'all gonna get a dog with the kids? I'm like, look, I got two kids. We got a rabbit outside, a gecko, and two cats. I don't want. I don't need to add anything right now until. A kid comes to me and says, I can take care of it all my own in the house, and that's going to be a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to it, Chad. We'll get to our uh, Warehouse Distillery Wine on the Bridge notebook. I sent you that Excel sheet, Google sheet, with all our questions. While you're picking one out, we'll do a little housekeeping. Our uh, pick them top ten, Eddie Hutto in first, Jeff Hux in second, Stevie Mooney third, Steve Quarter fourth. Caleb Smith, fifth, Alex Cadet, sixth, Duvall in seventh, Caleb Davis in eighth, Brittany McKinney in ninth, and Chris Garcia in tenth. I think I'm in fourteenth. I got zero points this week. I missed every single game. I got one. You, the, only, the only upset I had were, would have been the Bills over the Chiefs, and but every other everything that went complete opposite. So that's where we're sitting. I think Eddie Hutto hasn't wrapped up for first place unless he completely tanks. I mean, there's only three points left on the board, so. You just got to basically not pick for the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and Kevin, you just missed a couple. You were in the top ten there till like week, I was week fifteen, I, uh, sixteen. I got lazy. Yeah, it happens. I'm telling you, my my I, my when I waivers when the Browns are playing poorly, ah, I okay. forget to pick. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of that, well, Survivor will be starting back in March, so we'll have that uh, fantasy game going again. And then obviously March Madness will get that going as well. All right, Chad, you got a you pick a question out yet? Got a, a one of the first ones you see up there. It's okay. uh, more afraid of a tornado or a hurricane. And I felt like this was perfect for me being an Eastern Carolina boy. Can't tell with the boat in the background. <laughs> uh, I am terrified of a tornado. Yeah. Instead of a hurricane. Okay. We have hurricane parties where I come from. We open hurricanes with arms because we know school's going to be closed and we're going to party. So that, that, that was the thing. We, we, uh, we, you know, snowstorm, we freak out here. Yeah. We freak out. Her category 5 hurricane, bring it on. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll meet you outside with a shot. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say I'm more afraid of a tornado. I, I think I'm going to agree with you. I mean, they both can be terrifying in their own aspects but a tornado touching down and completely just ravaging everything in sight 
Uh, as yeah. opposed to a hurricane, I feel like, yeah, you may have a chance, and most of our structures now are built pretty yeah. good, you know. So They've got so many hurricane-proof buildings out now, like yeah. Florida. Like, mm, everything they're building now is hurricane-proof. Yeah. So. But a, a tornado, that's just that's just a Tasmanian devil just yep. going through. Yeah, I agree. For me, so. Yeah, it- I guess I've never, I've never lived anywhere that had to worry about tornadoes. So that's kind of the, the unknown of, I mean, I know what a tornado can do, but the unknown of the tornado seems kind of spooky. I mean, we, yeah. we've dealt with the after effects of hurricanes before. We've been lucky not to, you know, get hit like anything like Katrina or anything like yeah. that. And we kind of lived through that. And I remember seeing the destruction from that. But yeah, no, tornadoes, I, I've never been close enough to have to deal with. But I mean, we've all seen Twister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my big thing with the, with, you know the difference between a hurricane and a tornado is a hurricane. You know, couple. You know it could be a couple weeks, a week out that you know before it's going to come to you. You progressively see how strong it gets. Yeah. A tornado, you could be asleep, and next thing you know, you're getting a, a that's you true. Know, severe warning alert yeah. in like two seconds, and you're rushing. Yeah. So they they pop up out of nowhere compared to a tornado. Or, I mean, hurricane. You know it's it's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So you can you can prepare. Now, Category 5, like the one they just got hit with uh, a couple years ago, it did a ton of damage. Yeah. But it, it hit it hit Moorhead City straight on, and uh, I would have I would have gotten out for that one. Yeah. For sure. All right, yeah. Well. And I'll kind of I kind of add to y'all. I, I'm I'm definitely saying tornado. I think, like I said, we survived multiple hurricanes, and, and as much as I'm. I, I can swim in as much and as dangerous as water can be. I think just based off of the the landscape and how we are, I think we're a little bit safer with that versus a tornado. Because, I mean, a tornado can rip your entire house away yeah. with you in it, you know, depending on where, where it hits. So, um, yeah, I'm it with y'all. 30 I'm, seconds of touching the ground. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And you don't even have the time to really react because you don't yeah. know where it's at. Yeah. Your power's out and then you're just waiting. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take a tornado. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're all in that, Grants. Now, before we go, we do have to make picks of NFC, AFC, who we think is going to win, who's going to go to the Super Bowl here because why not because it's happening this weekend. Kevin... I don't know if you just saw people pulling up your old takes on Twitter while we were podcasting here uh-huh. about how the Browns were the best team in the NFL. Uh, so I'll let you start since you had since I don't know who came after you. It was just Mighty Cordelia just came after you on Twitter while we were podcasting here. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, okay, let me see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I now I see. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I will admit that uh, I was a bit wrong on that. I'm <laughs> not happens. the only person. Some people actually picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. To be fair, not just me. So I'm, who do you? So who do you have this weekend winning between NFC AFC? Um, I don't want the Bengals to win. I don't think the Bengals are going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be Chiefs. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how the 49ers have been winning, but uh, they keep winning somehow. But I, I can't go against the Rams either, and I. I I just hate watch because I have to watch the Rams utilize Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> and uh, I get to watch Joe Burrow light it up, who I'm going to have to worry about facing two times a year. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> fun stuff, right? So no, I'm kind of just hoping the Chiefs win again. Like, okay. So you're going Chiefs? But yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs and uh, Rams. Okay. I, I'm going to go Chiefs, Niners. Somehow the Niners have – the Rams game plan. I mean, now I know Duvall's going to say it's tough beating a team three times in a year, but we've seen it firsthand when the Saints beat the Panthers three times in a year a couple years ago. There's just something, and I don't know. I mean, I could see the Rams winning as well, but if I'm making picks, I'm going to go Rams, Niners, or, yeah, Chiefs, Niners. It's just something that they've got Stafford's kryptonite over there, and I think we'll have a rematch of two years ago, and I brought it up. Duval to Jerry Anna the other day. We've done three Super Bowl watch party reaction videos, and they've had the Chiefs in all all three of them. So yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm glad I had that Jamal Charles jersey to hang up because it's just been the same one. I can't I can't display all my other jerseys that I have for our, our reaction videos because it's just been Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. So 
Yeah, I uh I'm I'm gonna go Chiefs as well. I think that game's gonna be good, the Bengals and Chiefs game. Um I don't like, you know, I don't really have a dog to fight Brady gone. Uh, it'd be exciting for the Bengals to go all the way, but I think this is gonna be hard to beat Kansas City and I think they're playing in Kansas City too, so I think it's gonna be really tough. Um I love the run that Cincinnati's been on. Um, and they've been exciting to watch. So, but I still got the Chiefs. And then on the NFC side, um, I, I've got the Rams. I think it's gonna like I like I always tell you, it's it's, it's gonna be an <laughs> uphill battle for them. But I don't know, man. If 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 the Rams are able to kind of get started early, and, and Stafford is able to kind of not necessarily make the mistakes, it seems like the defense should be able to withstand whatever blows that. San Francisco brings, and what I'm hoping is, is the, if the Rams are able to get up two or three scores or, or ten to fifteen points and make Jimmy G beat them, I think they got a chance. So um, you give me Rams Chiefs Super Bowl, I'll wait for that. Yeah. But right now, I got Rams Chiefs. Okay, Chad, uh, Chiefs Rams hands down. Okay, but my question is the million dollar question is is Brady done? Oh, uh, no. Uh, no, I don't think no. so. He, I, don't, I think I think if he tells them and he goes in and says, "You give me, you keep giving me an offensive line like you have been the last two years," I'll continue to play. He had what, eighty yards rushing the other day? Yeah, something like that. He, he's never done that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think uh, I just want to see what y'all y'all are more of the experts I, on football I, than me. Uh, I, I don't think he's done. He's done this same thing, talking about he wants to spend more time with his wife and his kids. He's done this for five years now, right? So when, right when, when do you start taking him serious on it? I mean, obviously it, it sucks he doesn't get to spend time with his family, but he seems to be loving Florida. I mean, he's almost, you know, it's got to be better than living in the cold of, you know, Boston. But no, nah, their team's too good to just walk away. Like, I could yeah. see if, if Mike Evans was about to leave – it sounds like Gronk would come back if they can keep their uh, the couple offensive linemen. I think uh, I think their center and guard may be up for free agency or something if they can keep them. But I mean, they're going to attract. They've done something that a team hasn't really done. I mean, the Eagles did it when they had that super team years ago with Vic and Vince Young and all that, and that didn't pan out. Eight and eight, right? Yeah, they went eight and eight. But <laughs> this is the time. I mean, the only issue the Bucks had this year was Antonio Brown just going ballistic. And going crazy. Did you see what he tweeted today? Yeah. Oh, he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I a picture of him in a uh, Ravens jersey. Yeah, I mean, I, Photoshop. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, apparently, team... the Buc- apparently the Bucks offered to pay him two hundred thousand dollars to check himself into a nut house. I'm sure they that did. Doesn't surprise me. I no, mean, they, they 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 looked like they could have needed him. I mean, they were they had Mike Evans, yeah. Gronkowski, and then it was a bunch of guys that were undrafted out there. Still, and they were still hanging in with the, the Rams. Tried to lose that game mm-hmm. on Sunday. Almost it was did. just unreal how many different the fumbles, the interceptions that just uh, that just came about uh, the Rams did. But yeah, I don't, I don't. I think he still got. And the thing is, his play hasn't dipped. Like he led the league in passing yeah. touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. hasn't he He's, said he wanted to play till he was like fifty or yeah. something? I mean, right. that's, that's an exaggeration. But until he I mean, gets hit real hard. Yeah, one more time. I think he's gonna, <laughs> they, they need to spend some money, but I mean, if I was on the verge of quitting or retiring, and someone offered me twenty five million a year, let's do yeah. it. And see, that's and, and this could also be another ploy for his agent to go to the Bucks and be like, "Look, come on, let's let's bump we got you a Super Bowl. Yeah, got, let's you know. let's bump that twenty five to thirty five million. And let's make another run. You know, so yeah." And they're going to say, sure, because why not? Why would you let him leave? Why would you let him retire? Because it's not like he's out there looking terrible. Like, he still looks like he's 35. Yeah. Right. And to kind of add to that, which I think he'll be back, I think he's still looking at the division. He's looking at what New Orleans has with Sean Payton retiring. He still sees the Panthers as not really a threat. The Falcons are still in a rebuilding thing. Um that I think he returns. I do think Ben Roethlisberger walks away. Yes. But, and and that's the thing you look at. You're like, okay, so he's still at a decent spot in his career. If he was sticking it up like Roethlisberger and then he was blown out in the first round, okay, cool, I could see that. But, I mean, give an injury or two away, uh, a, a play or a touchdown here or there, they're sitting here on the NFC Championship game and they're, I mean, with that being said, 
they would have even more of a shot of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so I think I think he returns and he might do one of those MJ last dance type shit. Like, hey, listen, this might be my last round. He might get one more year, maybe two, depending on how he does. But yeah. if he, I think he wants to go out on top. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other million-dollar question, because it was the age-old people screaming at each other online, what do y'all think about the OT rule? The overtime rule in the NFL, because it's either people hate it and they everyone should have at least one chance on offense, regardless if you score a touchdown or not, or, hey, stop them in regulation. I mean, 13 seconds left. They gave Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds. They couldn't stop him. To me, that's on them. Like, mm-hmm. I get where you want to see your both offenses go, but, you know, one, they kicked, they had, they, they should have just dribbled that thing down the middle and wasted two or three. Two, you can't let Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey get open. They let literally Travis Kelsey run free up the middle. Arguably their best player on offense, probably below Patrick Mahomes. But still, you got to at least have a corner up on him and jamming him. You can't give Travis Kelsey a free release. And then you expect to, you know, so that to me is I'm more of a, if they score with 13 seconds, then you let them go all the way down. You're the number one defense in the league and score a touchdown on their first possession. I mean, you got to chalk that up as an L anyway, so. Man, I feel yeah. like they already changed. Uh, they already kind of made changes. It used to be like first blood or first. First, first well, uh, it was just a field right? goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It was. It was first. First team to score would win, and they changed it. You know, I don't know, probably ten or twelve years ago to the current rules. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess college football probably has the best overtime uh, when it comes to football. I mean, if they changed it to that, I wouldn't be opposed. But I feel like the only people that complain about the overtime rule are the people that are not, losing you know benefiting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and to add to that point like how to how can you complain about some shit when you gave it up you gave up the game in 13 seconds yeah. like if you lose the game in yeah. 13 seconds you deserve to lose like, yeah. like that's just me like like you gotta think about how long it takes yeah exactly and they even said like it was a shorter time. That 13 seconds was shorter than it took for Dak to do the QB sneak the week before. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, 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 how can you come back and complain about that? Yeah. But that, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Just say, leave it, leave it the way it is. You know, mm-hmm. you can't get the job done. Take the L, go home, go back to the drawing board. Yeah. No. I mean, you're uh, getting paid millions of dollars. You know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yeah, know your, your defense is getting paid all that money to at least hold yeah. to a field goal. Yeah. I mean, exactly. But I do wonder if the Bills with, you know, McDermott was pretty quiet. He hasn't changed his staff a lot. But, you know, the decisions to not squib it, to kick it out of the back of the end zone, not try to take any time off of the clock there. And then just letting Tyreek Hill and Kelsey touch the ball on back-to-back I mean, partially I see why they didn't do it, but I would have probably squib kicked it. (laughs) You've got to either squib it or at least try to get them to catch it on the one-yard line and force them to return. Now, if he returns it 99 yards, then you just – that's your special teams. I mean, we just saw the special teams of the Packers lose the game because they gave up a block punt for a touchdown, a block field goal. So, it it comes down to three phases. And if you're scared enough to do that, I mean – you know, I just – there's two situations there. And then if you're going to kick it, then play better defense because they literally yeah, had to you go – ex- You don't expect your defense to give up two plays that's going to put them in field goal range with 13 seconds. I, I mean, absolutely unreal to let that happen. And, like, when I'm sitting there, I mean, everyone knows if Kelsey's in the middle and no one touched him at all, like someone at some point just go and get in his face. Like, that's – him and, him and uh, Tyreek Hill are the two guys you don't want the ball. If someone else scores on you, okay. Well, then let me yell at my fourth cornerback who's supposed to be covering him. But, yeah, kind of unreal. So, all right. Good deal. Anybody got any uh, final thoughts before we head out? No? No, not that I can think of. All right. Du- Duvall, when you getting your new fish tank, man? I don't know, man. It, it, it may, may be somewhere around the summertime. I'm definitely going to have to get some look. Well, once you tell – listen, I got some things. I got golf clubs. Yep. I got fish tanks and all that. Yeah, yeah. This this is hey, great. To, I appreciate all – You're going to have to up your uh, goodwill hunting. I will. Hey, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's I, always, I, I got the guru right here. Yes. So now that he, he's, oh, yeah. I do. He's it's, uh, it's, it's always – you know, as I was hunting and I finally completed all my jerseys for all the teams so we can do our reaction videos and all that. So I needed other things. 
So now it's good to add, you know, Cheeks is golf clubs. Now I got you getting some golf clubs, some fish tanks, oh, fish tank. all that other, you know. <laughs> and then I've, I've been also flipping, you know, like, sports uh, memorabilia. Like, I found that Notre Dame um, felt banner that got it for, like, three bucks, and we flipped it for, like, 20 bucks on Facebook Marketplace. So it's it's fun finding that stuff and flipping different stuff and looking for stuff. Kevin, I got him a 99-cent uh, Indians mug, Yeah, the Cleveland Indians. So it, it is What fine. did you do with the Ricky Henderson? I still uh, have, I still have, I still have the Ricky Henderson. That's I, nice. That was, that was a, that's probably one of the wildest finds. The Ricky Henderson I got for five dollars, and it's a hundred, hundred dollar jersey on Mitchell and S. You know, you found something good when you go to check out, and the other guy there is like, "Hey, man, that's a nice find you got there as you're checking <laughs> out." Um, oh, I guess one quick question: Do the do the people at Goodwill like know they? You're in there all the time, right? I, a good little they, bit, at least once or okay. twice a week. I've got a couple. I've got four that I hit regularly on this side of town, and then there's a couple near my work that I'll hit in a lunch break or on into work, depending on the time. Uh, but it's you know once in a while. But they also rotate people. Like some people yeah. quit and all that stuff. But then you start seeing regulars. Like you start seeing other people in there scoping out different things, be it furniture, be it different clothing items, uh, collectibles, all that kind of stuff. Like you'll start seeing some familiar faces of other people who are doing the same thing. And my, my manager at work does it for records. He goes in, like he found the whole Garth Brooks record collection at a Goodwill one time, and records are like 50 cent, 49 cent a piece. And he was able to flip that Garth Brooks for like 1500 And he paid like he paid like three bucks for the whole Garth Brooks set. So it's, if you know what you're looking for, it's funny to, to, to find stuff and all that. So it's a good little random hobby. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Chad, I appreciate you, man, stopping in, give us an hour of yeah, time. Yeah, no problem. And, nice meeting y'all. Yeah, man. Yeah, nice and uh, yeah, hopefully we you. can grab a beer at Noda sometime soon. Hey, any brewery. Let's go. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, let's see. Kevin, man, it's been a while. How are we in the podcast? Peace.